Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. Y'all ready for the word? Let's say it together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, I pray that you'd speak now. God, speak through me. Speak with clarity. Speak with strength. Speak with power. God, give us the answers we need. Uh, Father, give us the direction we need. Give us the clarity we need that we move in the things that you have ordained. And for that, we say thank you in advance. We tell you, sir, we are open and we are ready. Come on, tell them 915. I'm open and I'm ready. Just say it again. I'm open and I'm ready. Let the Lord know that he can correct you today. Tell him, I'm open and I'm ready. Let the Lord know he can speak today. I'm open and I'm ready. Let the Lord know that your ears are open. I'm open and let him know you believe the second half is going to be better than the first half. Come on, tell him again. I'm open and I'm ready. In Jesus' name, do me a favor. Fist bump two or three people and say, let's live better. Let's live better. Online, you type it in the chat. Let's live better. Let's live better. This is the last message in our series. Let's start over. Scratch that better. And uh, on Wednesday, I taught you this, uh, the burden of better. Why? Because better sounds exciting, but better comes with burdens. That means a weight, a load, or trouble. Why? It's easier to stay stagnant. Whenever you begin to get better at something, there is going to be a burden. Last night on the message preview on TikTok and Instagram, I literally walked you through some of the burdens that you can experience. See, when you get better in your relationships now, one of the burdens is that you're going to have to use the energy you normally use to go at one another. You're going to have to use that energy to go after your goals. For some individuals, watch me, especially as it relates to romantic relationships, you're so used to gutter relationships and people you got to check behind and run behind and, and you got all these insecurities that when things get better, all of a sudden now you start coming up with stuff. You'll start coming up with problems. You start coming up with issues. Who didn't close the cereal? Are you joking? You used to worry about whether or not that person was coming home. Now you got somebody that you know is good. Y'all not going to say nothing. And you tripping over cereal. Sometimes you're going to have to use the energy when things get better to not tear one another down but instead to build one another up when your finances get better guess what that means your tax bill increases when your finances get better guess what one of the burdens you have is now people are going to be hitting you up to get some of what they see that you have Bird better comes with birds when you get healthy guess what now you're going to start paying attention to what you eat you're going to be the one at the table while everybody else is sitting there eating two and three baskets of bread. You're going to be the one saying, no, I'm good. I just want a water with lemon. And you're going to have to deal with people talking about you because they think that you think you're better than them. And it's not that. It's just that I'm living better. I'm eating better. And there's a burden that comes with that, which means I can't eat the way that you eat. I'm not judging you, but baby, I'm doing better. When you have better friendships, that means there's some people you're going to have to look at and say, you know what? You were good for my first half. 
But in my second half, I've discovered that we don't add value to one another, that we're not building one another up. And so you, one of the burdens you have of better is having to release people that no longer belong in your future. Whenever you become successful at something, part of the burden that comes with that better is that now people are going to talk about you without cause. And if you can't handle two or three people talking about you, imagine thousands of people talking about you. I need for some of y'all, watch me, to not be mad when people have their name in your mouth. Why? Because the Bible says in Genesis 12, he make your name great. Well, the only way for your name to be made great is you got to put your name in the mouths of people, which means even if they're saying something negative, you need to say, well, I must be doing something Come on, say, say better has burdens, better has. Now, now from John 5, from John 5, I introduce you to this man that had been in this situation for 38 years. For 38 years, he was sitting in uh, by this pool called Bethesda. And Bethesda literally means a place of five porches, which means... Five is the biblical number of grace. It is the biblical number of favor. Uh, it is the biblical number of supernatural. So he's sitting in a place that simultaneously has two meanings. One is grace. What's grace, Bishop? Grace is when God gives you something good you don't deserve. Is there anybody up this 915 that can tell the truth that you are where you are? Not because of your education. Not because of how perfect you've done things. Because the truth be told, you got a whole lot of mistakes just like I do. But guess what? God gave you grace. I I wish there was somebody in this building or online that could celebrate the fact that God has given you grace. You live where you live because of grace. You have what you have because of grace. You're in health now because of grace. But simultaneously, it means disgrace. Why? Because it was filled with people that had various issues that were stuck in their issues. And this man was stuck in this issue for 38 years. And what did I teach you? That literally the man thought he couldn't walk, but that wasn't his issue. The man had an infirmity, and an infirmity is the handicap because of an issue. It's not the issue. And I taught us that sometimes there are things we say we can't do, that the reality is we can do. Something happened that made us tell ourselves we can't do it. But what does the Bible say? I can do what? All things. I rebuke your can't. Maybe you're not going to be able to do it that way, but guess what? There's another way to get it done. And I came today to get somebody excited about your future. Why? Because your can't is about to become a I can. Your can't is about to become a I can. Open your mouth and say, my can't is becoming a I can. See, the Bible says that every year, once a year, that an angel came down and stirred the water. And the man says, well, when the angel comes this one time a year to stir the water, I have nobody to put me in the pool. In other words, he says another person gets down there and they get there in front of me. So they literally take my opportunity. And for some of you, you've been waiting on people to put you on. You've been waiting on people to back you. You've been waiting on people to support you. You've been waiting on people to fund you. What if God says, I'm not going to use them to do any of this. I'm going to do it myself. The man thought he needed the angel to stir the water. Question, man, why didn't you pray for the water to be stirred absent the angel? Why didn't you pray that it didn't just happen once a year, but that it happened every day? Why didn't you get closer to the pool so the moment you saw the angel, all you had to do was put that leg over there? See, can I be honest with you? Many of us have become so comfortable with excuses that we sit in a place of disgrace when we're supposed to be walking in a place of grace. What if I told you the second half of this year, I feel like prophesying, you're about to get a wind behind you that's going to shift you from a place of disgrace into a place of grace. That's going to shift you from I can't to I can. You, There's things you said you've not been able to do, but God is going to let you get it done with what you thought you needed. You will not have needed that. Somebody say, watch me get this thing done. He thought that was the only way for him to ever be healed. And then Jesus shows up and says, do you want to be made well? The man gives the man, Jesus, a bunch of excuses. Jesus ignores his excuses, just like he does with us. While we're saying, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I can't do this. Lord, my mama did this. Lord, my cousin did this. Lord, this happened. Lord, you sound like a blues song. You sound like a country song. Don't break my heart, my achy, breaky heart. Well, fix your heart so your heart don't ache and break like that. You ready? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. He gives them all these excuses. You know what Jesus says? Jesus says, I don't want to hear all that, in essence, because he totally does it. He says, get up, 
take up your bed and walk. Now, wait a minute. I thought he couldn't walk. No, he could walk. For 38 years, he told himself that he couldn't. Question 915. What have you been telling yourself you can't do that the truth is you can do? You just needed somebody to tell you to do it. Here's your confirmation, 915. Do it. I'm not playing with y'all today. You've been sitting back. I just gave you your confirmation. I don't know who I'm talking to on campus or online, but if you've been waiting on a green light, can I give you your green light? Somebody holler, do it. Go start that business. Get out that bad relationship. Get that new house. Get, go after what God has for you. You better go do it. I gave you nine burdens that come with better. Burden number one, uh, you can't move slowly. The man moved too slow. I pray you have an urgency about you. Because there are certain opportunities that they're going to be like those doors, the automatic doors that open up. And when they shut, it's going to be too late. I pray you wouldn't miss your opportunity. Open your mouth, say, Lord, give me urgency. Bird number two, you're going to have to change your customs. For 38 years, this man was in the same place, so he was going to have to change his custom. He was used to waking up, doing the same thing, going through the same routine, going eating at the same places with the same people, dealing with the same stuff. For some of you, you're about to have a radical, sudden, fast-forward change in your customs. What is that? That's what you normally do. For some of you, God's about to interrupt your normalcy, and he's about to make you change your customs. Why? Because you're not going to be sitting at the pool anymore. Watch me. You're going you to own the pool. Who am Bird number three, I ask you this question, are you really ready for better? When Jesus asks him, um, you know, do you want to be made well? He gives him these excuses. Watch me. Do not beg God for something, for him to give it to you, and then when you get it, you're scared to use it. So what do I rebuke? I rebuke your fear. I rebuke your feeling like it's too soon. Watch me. God never does things on your time. He does them on his time. And he's not bound by time. Which means whenever God says yes, your response needs to be yes. Bird number four. Deal with the real issue. I told you the man issue is that the man was sick he, he literally sick there means that the man was infected because he could walk he had the ability to walk but he told himself that he did not so sometimes God is going to throw issues in your face not to taunt you but to teach you so that you are able to conquer the real issue you see some of you think that the issue is what's going on now but what if the issue was deeper something that happened when you were a child that's why our June series is called Daddy Issues. Why? Because we're about to get to the root of you so we can fix the fruit in you. All right? All right. Here's the next burden. Burden number five. You can make excuses or you can make progress. The man gave Jesus excuses. And what did I just tell you a moment ago? Jesus ignored his excuses. Jesus ignores the fact that you're telling him, well, they're not making opportunities for me. Well, they don't do this for women. Well, they don't do this for African-Americans. They don't do this for Hispanics. They don't do this for white folks. They don't do this for this one. They don't do this for that one. They don't do mm -mm. You better hear me. God says, I need you to make excuses or, or you can make progress. You can make the choice. But if you choose to make excuses, you are not going to be able to make progress. So here's what I need you to do in your second half. Instead of telling me your excuses, you ready? Tell me your plan to move around it. Bishop, what do I do if something gets in my way? I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to move around that thing. What if I come up in front of something that I don't know how to deal with? I'm just going to move around that thing. I pray you have the ability to move around what tries to get in your way. Bird number six, follow instructions. What did Jesus do? He says, rise up. He says, stand up. Now, the man didn't think he could stand up. The man didn't think he could stand up. He says, rise up. Then he says, take your bed. The thing you've been carrying, the thing that's been carrying you, you were about to carry. And then he said, walk. The man does what he didn't think he could do for 38 years. Everybody listen to me closely. What you have thought you were not able to do in the second half, you will do it. Y'all can sit there and look at me like that. Or you can hear what the word of the Lord to you. Everything you said I can't do, you better hear me. The second half of 2022, you're about to do it. I need you to just put your faith in the atmosphere. Lift up your hands and worship God for five seconds right there. Go. Watch me do it. 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 This bump somebody say, watch me do it. Uh, I need you to say that to somebody that when you say something like that, they get excited for you. Fist bump somebody else and say, watch me do it. Watch me do it. 
Now put a Come on Facebook, come on YouTube, type it in the comments. Now look at the next burden. Look at the next burden, the next burden. Um, burden number seven, be okay with sudden fast forward movement. For 38 years he was sitting in this predicament. And then all of a sudden, and watch me, in 3.8 seconds he's out of it. <laughs> uh -uh, you're not listening, you're not listening, you're not listening. For 38 years the man had been in that predicament. In less than 3.8 seconds, the amount of time it told Jesus to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, he was out of it. Now, pay attention. Sudden fast forward movement is literally something that's indicative of the spring feast. There are seven days left. 9.15, June 5th is the last of the spring feast. It's the day of Pentecost. You got to hear me. There are seven days left. And for some of you, you're not going to recognize your life by next Sunday. Why? You're, oh my God, it's about to be sudden, fast, forward, movement. It's about to be sudden, fast, forward, movement. I'm not just saying this to get you hyped. I'm saying this because this is God's word for you. It's going to be sudden, fast, forward, movement. Look at this. Word number eight, deflect haters. When the man... When the man gets up and the man is finally better and he's walking and talking and he's walking in like he talk it, wouldn't it be funny that when he gets into the temple, there are some other people who should be celebrating him? It's funny how the people who should be celebrating you are sometimes the ones that are doing their best to tear you down. Do you not know what they said to the man? They said to the man this. Here's what they said. They said to the man, why are you carrying your bed on a Sabbath? I haven't been able to do this for 38 years because I told myself I couldn't. And in 3.8 seconds, I got sudden fast forward movement. And you want to come to me talking about why I'm carrying my bed? They were trying to find a reason, you ready, to shut down his celebration. And for some of you, I need you to be careful with who you share good news with. Why? Because they may try to rain on your parade and shut down your celebration. Let's check the people around you right now. I just need you to look at them and say, I'll have a big praise report in seven days. Now, if they can't celebrate with you, don't you tell them nothing else good. Don't you tell them how he paid it off. Don't you tell them how the debt gets canceled. Don't you tell them any good news. You got to learn how to deflect a hater. What does that mean? The man literally is like, look, go talk to Jesus who healed me. I refuse to give an explanation for why I'm blessed. Sow what I sow, you can reap what I reap. Serve like I serve, you can have what I have. Give like I give, you can move like I move. But I will not apologize. Come on. I need you to say this. Say, I won't apologize. I won't apologize. Say, I won't water it down. I say, I won't come down, I won't come down. for any hater. When you throw that black card on the table, don't you apologize. I don't have no witnesses in here, but I know what I'm talking about. Watch me, watch me. When, when you show up to the closing and they say, uh, 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 listen, where's your financing? I don't need no financing. I pay cash. I... Don't you apologize. When your whole family comes to church with you and all of them get saved, don't you apologize. When you on prayer on Monday nights and you've never been on prayer, don't you apologize. Somebody say, I'm not coming down. Verse, bird number nine, 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 bird number nine. Jesus finds the man in the temple and he says to the man, listen, you're doing good now, right? He says, now listen, don't sin again. Uh oh, unless a far worse thing come upon you. So now we know how the man got in his predicament. It was something he did. Look at me. For some of you, you keep thinking that it has to be bad because you did bad. Not realizing that the blood was to pay for your bad. And once you recognize you were bad, then God says, let me reverse, reverse, and turn what was bad into good. You didn't hear what I just said. In other words, Jesus showed up in a moment of grace and reversed a 38-year bad decision. 
we we got at least one more shout this message we get at least one more shout this message this man did something wrong sin means to err or to make a mistake 38 years ago this man had done something that had him in this mental state for 38 years and in one moment Jesus reversed him and this isn't for everybody but this is just for those of us that believe that the Bible is still true if he reversed it watch me the Bible calls him a certain man which means you can put your name there because it didn't name him if you need God to reverse some stuff because the decisions that you made, this ain't for everybody, but for those of us that need him to reverse something, on three, put your first and last name in the atmosphere, and after that, save it first. One, two, three. Reverse. I don't care if you were in it for 40 years. Reverse, reverse. I don't care if you dealt with it for the last 10 years. Reverse, reverse. I don't care what the doctor said. Reverse, reverse. I don't care what the businessman said. Reverse, reverse. He reversed the decision. He reversed the man's predicament in one moment. And that's a burden because Jesus said, don't do that again. So here's the question. You ready? Here's the question. Uh, and I need you to hear this caref carefully. Um, this man literally was trying to live better. That's, that's, that's really what he was doing. And when he started living better, I love it because the first place he went was to the temple. First thing he did was give God glory. When he got the check, first thing he did was say, thank you, Jesus. Let me get on this text to give. Watch me. When he got good news, the first thing he did was say, thank you, Jesus. He didn't go to Instagram. He went to the man. You ready? So I want to give you some things to help you to live better. Today's message is called how to live better. I want to give you some things to do that. Number one, you're going to have to internalize. Say internalize. Now, there's, there's some verses in the scripture that are very clear, and we love to quote them, but often just because we quote something, it doesn't mean that we understand something. And anything that you do not understand, you may speak, but you will never stand under what you speak. All right? What does that mean? You'll never be under the fruit of what it is that you speak because you didn't understand it. Here it is, John 14 and 12. I showed you this last week. Anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do. So Jesus said, anything you saw him do, you can do. And I liked using walking on water. Why? Because water represents the spirit, but it also means doing something I've never done. So when you see Jesus walking on water, you know, some of y'all get out on the pool talking about, watch me, Lord. You're missing the whole practical application for you and I. It means that you're about to walk in a boardroom. It, mean, it, mean, it means you're about to step into an industry you have no experience in. It means you're about to step into something you've never stepped in before. You're about to do what you've never done, go where you've never gone, sit where you've never sat, speak to who you've never spoken to. He says, all these things that I do, he will do. Watch me. Even greater things than these, he will do. How? An extent in outreach. So I need you to make this declaration. I need you to internalize a couple of things. You ready? Say, God wants me to do, wants me to do. greater things. Greater. Say it one more time so you internalize this. Say, God wants me to do, me to do. greater things. Greater. God is not glorified and you plan yourself short. He's not glorified and you being a double cheeseburger when you a whole Big Mac, two patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, some other stuff on a sesame seed bun. He's not pleased with you being a junior whopper when you a whole whopper. Please encourage somebody next to you and say he wants you to do greater. Greater in your bloodline, greater than your family, greater than your city. He's a God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Here's the second thing I need you to internalize. You ready? This is a familiar scripture, but I want to read it to you in the New Living Translation. It says this. So I'll, read, I'll tell you how it reads in New King James. The thief comes but the... Still killing it short. Jesus says, but I am come that you might have and have life more. All right, but look at how New Living says it. I like it. My purpose, this Jesus talking, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, now look at me. Because some people, your perception of life is that it's just supposed to be struggle, 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 die. <laughs> trouble, trouble, trouble. Issue, 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 die. 
And when I get over there, uh, it'll be no crying over there. What you crying for here? Watch me. He did not promise us, please listen to me, a perfect life without any defect or enemy. It will have defects and enemies, but it will still be rich and satisfying. I need you to internalize this. Life is this Greek word zoe. Zoe. Say it with me. This means physical and spiritual. So God says, I'm not into you just being spiritual. And in the physical world, it's toe up. And all of us in this building have met people that they, according to them, they talk to Jesus 24-7. But then when you look at their lives, you're like, well, how come he ain't talking to you about your life, though? The Lord told me this. The Lord told me that. The Lord, well, when they going to tell you something about how to get your stuff together? Then there are those of us where we have seen people where their stuff is together, but their spirituality is raggedy. You got it? So any little thing that comes along, they doing. So now they got crystals and infinity stones and they trying to be Thanos, you know. Talking about I manifested it. Baby girl, you ain't done nothing. It was God that gave you the grace that you didn't do this. God did this through you and for you. Watch me. So it means physical and spiritual. Say both at the same time. This is why the Bible teaches things like Revelation 5.10. That it makes us kings and priests. And one person, there's a king side. There's a priest side. There's a spiritual side. There's a successful side. There's a spiritual side. There's a natural side. I can pray and I can slay. I can go up and I go up. Stop. This is the 915. We can't go there. What are y'all doing? Y'all having 1115 energy today. I say both. He says, I want you to have a physical and spiritual life that is abundant. That's what rich and satisfying means. Here's, here's the life Jesus said he came for you to have. Now, if you choose not to have this, that's on you. If you let people who don't know their Bible tell you crazy stuff, that's on you. Because he said, I am coming that they may have life, which means this is a choice. And I need you to make your choice today on this final Sunday of the first five months of 2022. Say, I choose life. I life. Here's what abundant means or rich and satisfying in new living. It means beyond what is anticipated. Uh-oh. God says, listen, I know this is all you were kind of planning for. He says, but I didn't come for your plan. He says, I came for my plan, which means it's going beyond what you anticipated. In other words, watch me. God says, go ahead and anticipate something. Now, my plan is to go beyond that. Now, I just need you to practice. Say, I'm going beyond what I anticipated. See, all you wanted to do was make a level two at your company. God says, that's a really cute thing. But I want you to be on the board and run this. Okay, I'll try over here. I, I know all you wanted was one piece of property. But I said I'd make you the lender and not the bar. Which means I need you to have one in Denver and Atlanta. I, let me try the middle section. I know you just want your son to get saved. But what if I wanted your son to be a preacher too? Y'all not, what, what? What if I wanted your son to do ministry? What if there was more? Somebody say, go beyond what I anticipate. There it is. There it is. He goes beyond what you anticipate. And then look at the second definition. It means exceeding expectation. This is why the Bible says he does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask and think. Asking and thinking. Ask means to pray. To think means to imagine. He says, I will exceed what you think or imagine, what you pray for, and what you believe can be done. God says, I want to exceed that. But I like these last two, particularly this next one. Going past the expected limit. This means there's expectations people have of you. See, I want to talk to some of you all that they said you were going to be the one messed up. And when you look at their lives, you're like, how'd that work out for you? When you bet, you always better bet on me. I'm not saying nothing. Can I get you to fist bump next, uh, somebody next to you and say they bet on the wrong person? Why? Because although they voted you to be the one least likely to succeed, you're the one that's going above and beyond everybody else. 
I know your mama put a limit on you. I know your daddy put a limit on you. I know your friends put a limit on you. I know your ex put a limit on you. I know the enemy put a limit on you. But Jesus says, I am come that you'd go past the expected limit. And then look at this last one, more than enough. Jesus says, I am come that you may have a physical and spiritual life that is beyond what you anticipate, that exceeds your expectation, that goes past the expected limits of other people, and that would be more than enough. Which means I need you to get used to living in a place, you ready, where you are literally the supplier. Right? Come on. You can make your choice. You can make your choice. You can either be somebody that we supply to or you can be a supply center yourself. I don't know about you, but I want to be the supply center myself. Open your mouth, please. Say, I'm the supplier. I'm the supplier. So I need you to internalize this. Say, God wants me, God wants me. to have an abundant life. <laughs> internalize it. Say it again. God wants me, God wants me. to have an abundant life. Uh-uh, I really don't believe you, 915. Can I get you to say this thing like you're, you're telling every enemy, every obstacle, every defect that in spite of you, watch me do what God created me to do. Say, God wants me to have an abundant life. Can you put a three-second praise right? Yeah. Abundant, 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 abundant. No lack. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Number two, after you internalize that, I need you to visualize that. Look at Matthew 7, 24. I need you to visualize that. I'm, I'm teaching you how to do this thing. Got to internalize those things. Because some of you literally, as you go through life, it's difficult. You, you have internalized everything negative. You've never internalized what God said. You've internalized, but I'm just, you know, I'm Bishop, I'm in my 50s. And... Caleb was 80, and they were trying to play him short. They were like, come over here, Caleb. We got this nice house we're going to have you stay in. We're going to have some people look up after you, and we're going to put you over here in this house. Caleb said, I'm just as strong today as I was when I was in my 40s when I said, y'all not hear me. I rebuke those of you that think you're too old. I rebuke those of you that think it's too late for you. It's not too late. Baby, you are right up. Can I get my 40 plus on campus and online to release a praise like you're going to do it and it's not too late for Now let me get my 40 and under to release a praise like you're right on schedule. Go. You're not too old. You're not too young. It seems like you're ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. All right. So now you're going to have to, after you internalize, you got to vocalize. Therefore, everyone who hears, or excuse me, visualize. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, what words? The ones I just taught you, he said, and puts them into practice, which means I can't, once I internalize it, I'm going to have to do something with it. He says he's like a man that built his house, but when he built this house, he built it on a rock. Now, even when the rock looks like it's out of place, watch me, because I'm building with the rock, I'm building with something that's solid. Well, watch me, pay close attention. He says, you built your house on a rock, which means if a windstorm comes, if disappointment comes, if delay comes, I'm not phased by that because my house isn't on sand. My house isn't on shaky ground. My house isn't on my words. My house is on his word. My house isn't on your opinion of me. Bump you and your opinion. Opinions don't pay for stuff. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Watch me. I'm building on the rock. And you know what I love about that? Jesus in the scripture calls himself the rock. Which means when I do his word, I'm building my life on his word. I'm building my life on him. Look at this. Look at this. Let me show you this example. Say visualize. Let me show you this example in Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 80 says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, this is different than Bethesda, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. He couldn't see. He, he had on his glasses. Couldn't see. He had on his hat too. He was ready. No, 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 pay attention. Pay attention. They begged him. Somebody said they begged him. I want you to pay attention to what happens. Jesus, now, now first of all, let me just go here. You need some people around you that when they see you need help, they go to God for you. I pray.
afraid you have some people around you that when they see you off, they're like, oh, no, Jesus, I need you to get my brother together. I need you to get my sister together. I need you to get, would you look over at somebody and say, I got your back in the spirit. I if you're going through something, baby, tell me and we're going to get this prayer through. If you got an issue, let me know. And I got your back. It's interesting because the man didn't ask for it. They asked for him. You need people around you that they're so, watch me, they're so passionate about you that they will ask for what you didn't ask for. I pray you have a circle in the second half that they're praying for stuff you didn't ask for. You were only asking for this, and they said, no, I prayed that you get more than that. Come on, let's just take 10 seconds and do it for somebody next to us. Do it for somebody online. Can I just get you to touch their shoulder and just say, I'm praying that God exceeds your expectations. I'm praying God change everything for the better for you. I'm praying you not be in grief. I'm praying you have joy. I'm praying you have a life you love to live in Jesus' name. I got your back. I got your back. I, when you feel like you can't go on, I got your back. When you feel like throwing in the towel, I got your back. So what happens? After they pray for him, this is why I encourage you to be on prayer with us on Monday nights because you need people to have your back. All right? What happens? Jesus takes the man. He takes the man. You be the blind man. Put, the gla put those glasses on. And you can still see, right? Oh, God, don't break your hat. But put the hat on, too. We're going to be a character switch. All right, there you go. There you go. All right, come on. Come on, Ray. <laughs> you, no, all, right, all, right, all right, watch me, watch me, watch me. Watch me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Jesus took the blind man. Now pay attention. We, we look at this. We look at this. He's doing a good Ray, Ray Charles. And he's doing a good Ray Charles. You, you could have you you gave a, 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 a Jamie Foxx a run for his money. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Jesus takes the blind man by the hand. Pay attention. He takes him away from the village. Sometimes there are things that God has to separate you from the people you're used to because if he doesn't separate you from the people you're you see some of you trying to figure out why have things changed with my family because Jesus took you by the hand and he took you away from them there's some friends he says we can't fool with them right now I gotta take you out of the normal I gotta get you out of your normal village watch me and I need you to recognize if I'm getting you out of the village that's because I'm about to fix your vision if I'm getting you away from your normal village that means I'm about to fix your vision can I get you to lift up your hand and say Lord fix my vision so watch me so he's a blind man He's a blind man, which means he doesn't see properly. Look at me. He doesn't have good vision. Pay attention. Pay attention. What is vision? Vision is literally what you can see with your eyes closed. See, you may not have sight, but you can still have vision. So pay attention. Then Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village. Then he I ain't going to do it. I know not to do that. Then spitting on the man's eyes. Now, Jesus was a spitting somebody. And every parent in here knows about spit because if there's some stuff on your child's face, come here. That's disgusting. Get a wet nap. And then every mama talking about, well, I birthed you, but baby, we're beyond that today, okay? I ain't up in there no more, huh? Then Jesus spit on the man's eyes. Now, I could go deep there about why Jesus would use spit in order to clear up his vision. Because sometimes the only thing that makes you see clear is when you can clearly see who's spitting on you. But I'll leave that alone. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him. So he spit on, lays his hands on him. So let's get these glasses up off of you. He lays his hands on his eyes. You ready? Watch me. And he said, can you see anything now? I love Jesus. Because <laughs> he's like, can you see now? Look at the screen. The screen says this. It says, the man looked around. He, he, he said, 
I see people. Stop, 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 stop. Which means, sir, you haven't been like this forever. Because you know what people look like. Y'all not saying that to me. Which means you haven't always had a vision problem. Something happened in life that messed your vision up. He said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees. Well, wait a minute. How you know what a tree looks like? Which means something happened to you in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s. Something happened to you that messed up with your ability to properly have vision. So watch the next verse. Next verse says, then Jesus placed his hands on the eyes, man's eyes again. Wait a minute. Two times. Two is the biblical number of witness, which means anytime I see a two in my life or a two in the Bible, it means I'm about to witness something. Can I get everybody online to drop a two in the comments? Everybody in the building put up a two like this here. Say, I'm about to witness something. And his eyes were open. Stop. Which means, pay attention, which means that the first time he said, go back to the previous verse. Previous verse. Then the man looked around, and the man looked around, then the man looked around. He said, I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like trees walking around. Look at the next verse. Pay attention to the language. And then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were open. Stop. Which means the first time he was trying to see, but he didn't even fully open his eyes. Oh, okay. You'll catch this in a moment. His sight was completely, look at the Bible, restored. Which means whatever happened to mess your vision up. Watch me. Today on this last Sunday of the first five months, Jesus is coming by to get your vision back to... And he could see everything clearly. I pray you see every area of your life clearly. I pray you see your family clearly, your finances clearly, your faith clearly, your body clearly, your everything about your life. Say, I'll see it clearly now. Pay attention. Clear vision came in stages. Sometimes you get mad because you don't see it all at one time. I mean, you get frustrated that you're like, I wanted all this done on Friday. Clear vision came in stages for the man. How many stages? Two. The first stage required spit. Something that's humiliating. What I love about it is that he pulled the man in private for him to deal with his humiliation. See, some of you, watch me. God covered you while you felt like a failure. No, where are the real people at now? He didn't even put people in your business. While you felt like a failure, you felt humiliated, he took you back to the corner and said, now let's deal with this humiliation in private. Let's deal with this grief in private. Let's deal with this challenge in private. I'm not going to put your business out in the streets. Why? I'm a good, good father and I cover my It's the same in your life. It's the same in our church. Say clear vision. Comes in stages. I told you last week that we were going to be celebrating from now until the end of June. And I may just make the whole rest of the year a celebration because I was deprived of a birthday celebration for the last two years because of something. We know her name. YouTube don't like me to say her name. No, literally, they said, you can't say that in the video. They ain't going to do it. You know, it's like, okay, so I ain't going to say her name, but her name rhymes with Ona. She's not bacteria. She's the other one. Happy YouTube. No, I'm serious. Y'all think I'm playing? I'm serious. They said, you can't say that word. I said, I'm talking about people celebrating the fact that they beat that word. Well, when you say that word, we're going to push you down in the algorithm. I said, well, fine. She rhymes with Ona, and she's not a bacteria. Mark, listen. Say clear vision comes in stages. Come on, talk to me. Not 15. Say clear vision comes in stages. It's the same in your life and your church. There are certain things that you, you, it's not going to make sense to you up front. You're not going to see it all up front. 
You're not going to see it or you'll be speaking things. You'll be like, I don't even know what I'm speaking. When we were speaking one church in global locations years ago, I didn't know that that would mean wherever you are, we are. I, I didn't know when we were getting involved with technology that there was something coming that we need to be prepared for so that when it came, we didn't miss a beat. In fact, we increased in every way. Say clear vision comes in stages. See, some of you thought you were just getting that position for that one thing. You didn't understand. That position was to teach you how to operate at another level of excellence. So then when God opened a door, that door would get you prepared. See, I'm trying to tell some of you that, that, that God reveals things in stages. Sequels come in stages. Vision is revealed in stages. And you might be on stage one now, but I'm going to tell you, you're about to have a shift in so even for our church, watch me, watch me. Let me just paint vision for you for just a moment. Even on our church, yes, we have our church. And as you know, Atlanta is next. But let's, let me be very clear with you. Say clear vision. Uh, watch me. I'm showing you this for our church so that you can understand how this works in your life. You see, Atlanta is next, but then there's other target cities that are beyond Atlanta. That, that while we're getting ready to birth this, I'm already planning the birthing of something else. Uh, watch me. Uh, not only do we have our church, but we have our college. And so the Lord said, son, I want you to make it for those who want to be ordained into ministry, those that want to be commissioned, five-fold ministry gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I want you to make the Bible college so that those that can do that are able to do that. That's now available for you 100% online. You can literally earn your associates through doctoral level degree and ordination or commissioning or both of them all online right through your church, which to my knowledge, we're the only degree granting theological institution in the state of Colorado. But then our conferences, last year we did something different. We didn't do one. And the Lord said, son, there's conferences that I want you to do. I want you to gather the various people that are connected to Harvest. And I want you to gather them uh, and I want you to bring them together. Then watch this. All of these are C's so that it's easy for you. Then our clothing. You're about to see our apparel line go to a whole new level. We're going to have an outfit for you every day. Not just on fourth and fifth Sundays. Y'all better hear me. You're going to be Harvest from top to bottom, from head to toe. But then watch me, but then watch me. The Lord's been speaking and you're about to see some shifts happening. Uh, watch me, even as it relates to our music. Why? Because the music fuels our movement. So, so you're getting ready to see some shifts begin to happen. That's going to take music to another level, both here and Atlanta. Watch me, because Atlanta requires a whole nother level. Why? Because it is the center of arts and entertainment, business, education, media, government, church, spirituality, all of that. So you're going to see it operate at a whole nother level. Watch me. Then cinema. Watch me. The Lord says something. There's so much that you do that people never see. There's so much behind the scenes that people never see. He says, I need you to let people see that. Watch me. Because people need to see how to birth a movement in a, in a place where they shouldn't have birthed anything. See, you better open Watch me. I need you to open your mouth and rejoice. Why? Because God's literally going to use you to be the reality TV show to show somebody how to take a bad hand and play that joker well. I wish you'd touch somebody next to you and say, you're about to be the example. Then in the community, you know, we have our foundation where we do great work in our community. You can literally go on our give page and you can see all of the work that we do in the community, partnering with organizations, giving over a half a million dollars towards mission stuff, work both domestic and abroad. And then finally, culture. You see, all these are C's, so they all go together. You remember our leadership network. Uh, to date, um, uh, just over 100 pastors, ministry, churches, etc., businesses that are connected to our Harvest Leadership Network. See, this, this came, watch me, this is revealed in stages. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I want you to understand where we've been, where we're at, and where we're going. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, we can visualize this. Come on, I need you to open your mouth again. Say, we can visualize this. Now, for some of you, you need to use this as a platform and a format for your life. See, see for you, maybe it's business. Then for you, maybe it's family. Then for you, maybe it's your physical health. Then for you, maybe it's your emotional health. Then for you, watch me, maybe it's your real estate holdings. Then for you, maybe it's your crypto holdings. Y'all not catching the point. So you need to visualize where you're headed. Remember this day because in the next six months, you're going to see most of this done. Oh, I prophesy it. 
Hey, hey, Shoko, Randabasha. I'm not trying to go there at the 915, but you're about to see it manifest before your eyes. And we rebuke any backlash and we rebuke any attacks of the enemy. Why? We will seek to do greater things and we're about to manifest it. If you know God wants you to do greater things, can I get you to lift your hands and worship for five seconds? Go, five, four, greater things, three, greater things, two, greater things one shout greater things last two last two last two I told you you have to internalize two I told you you have to visualize you gotta you gotta see it clearly Jesus didn't let the man just look at people and see them as trees and some of you your life that's what it looks like before you finish this word is there certain areas of your life you're looking at it now like I don't see that I don't see myself happy I don't see myself out of debt. So let Jesus come lay his hands on you today for a second time. I don't see myself accomplishing that. I don't see myself physically healthy. I don't see myself not on an up and down emotional roller coaster. Roller coaster. Oh, but today. Why did people just shout but today? Because you're telling your life, I interrupt this cycle. I, in, I interrupt this thing. Watch, watch me. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Here's the third one. We're almost done. Epitomize. Epitomize means to give a summary of a written work. Also means to embody a thing. But the second definition means to give a summary. So after I visualize something, I need to epitomize it. Habakkuk 2 and 2. Pay attention. Some of you already missed your shout. God says, if you want to witness something, this is what you're going to have to do. Then the Lord said, somebody say, and the Lord said, I feel like preaching at this 915, say, and the Lord said, write the vision. I don't need you to try to figure out how. I just need you to start writing. I don't need you to worry about where the money's coming from. I just need you to start writing. I don't need you to worry about if they're going to create an opportunity. I just need you to start writing. I wish you'd encourage somebody next to you and say, just start writing. Just start. Don't worry about what publisher's going to pick your book up. Start writing that book. Don't worry about who's going to buy your music. Start writing the songs. Please look over at somebody and say, please start writing. Just start. Just start. See, what you just visualized, why did I write it for you? To teach you the principle. Why did I show it to you? I could have just did it, but why did I show it to you? To teach you the principle. He says, write it. And then you know what he says? Engrave it. Now, I like engrave um, in the Amplified Version because engrave means that what I'm writing, I'm serious about. See, to, to get rid of an engravement requires a lot of work. Which means I'm serious about this. Somebody may say, well, how you going to get that done? That's not my business. Not right now. My only instruction is to write it. I charge you today because many of you going to have a day off tomorrow. Hear me. Use your downtime to plan your come up. Oh, God, I'm about to shout. Use your rest time to plot your next move. Use your rest day to plot the rest of your days. Write the vision. Engrave it plainly. He said, make this thing plain. Don't write down a bunch of confusing stuff that you can't, you can't even understand. See, I just made that plain with all those C's. He says, make it plain. All right? So uh, physical fitness. You can put my body yada yada is going to be <clears throat> snatched together. Be specific as you can. Matter of fact, some of y'all need to get that pair of jeans you haven't been able to fit since 84. When you had a jerry curl, listen. When your hair was in a bouffant. Fellas, when you had that high top fade to the side with the part. Come on, I know, do I have any other high top faders in the, come on y'all, really? Come on. All right, come on, don't, don't, don't. Look, I got a picture. I'm going to find it and post it. My high top fade to the side with the port. 
couldn't tell me nothing. And that gold chain over that polo, huh? <laughs> couldn't tell me nothing. I came out of Bill's Barbershop in Park Hill like what? All right, watch me. Look at me. He said, make it plain on clay. That's dirt and water. Oh, my God. I'm out of time. But, 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 but watch me. Say clay. clay. That's dirt and water. In other words, he says, he says, check this out. He says, I want you to be spiritual, but I also want you to recognize everything in your life that you thought was dirty. It actually contributes to your vision. See, see, you were wondering why did you have to go through certain things as a child, but that's so that you would see clearly that that's what you're sent to save some other children from. I could go deeper, but I'm out of time. Watch me. He says, put it on tablets so that the one who reads it, watch me, will run. In other words, he says, I need you to epitomize this, summarize this, so that every time you feel discouraged, hold on, let me just pull out what I wrote. Every time you feel like giving up, you'll just pull out what you wrote. Y'all going to catch it in a moment. See, this is a principle. This is a principle that I follow. This is a principle that I did. And literally right here, uh, uh, last year, when we were getting into this year. Now, Apple, don't do this in front of these Android users. I don't even want that no more. It's in there. Shh. Some of y'all prayed against my phone today. I can tell what happened. But it, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You bet you can't do this, Android users. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, y'all can? Well. So, so, so before, before, before we got into 2022, I, I started writing and writing and writing writing what 2022 was going to be. You ready? So that every time I felt discouraged, the only thing I'd have to do is open it up and start running again. Can I help some of y'all? The reason you feel stuck is because you stopped running. But you stopped running because you didn't, you didn't know what to look at. You were looking at what was going on around you. You were looking at gas prices. You were looking at inflation. When instead you needed to look at what is my vision? Where am I headed? Where am I going? Because if I read the vision, I can run for it. This is just for about five of y'all in this building and online. But I think I got five runners in here that will literally take off running. Why? Because that's what I'm doing with my vision. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Miami. I, that's what I'm doing with my vision. That's what I'm doing with my vision. That's what... Every time I get discouraged, watch me run. Every time I feel like throwing him the top, watch me run. Somebody holler, I'm running. Say it again, I'm running. Last one. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. When you get frustrated at work on Tuesday, instead of getting mad, just say, I'll be right back. They'll be like, what are you doing? I'm reminding myself this ain't the end for me. I'm reminding myself this ain't my promised land. Next time you get frustrated in the city you in, just say, pause, I'll be right back. What am I doing? I'm reminding myself that I'm bigger than my zip code, that I'm bigger than my city. I'm in my city, but I'm not landlocked by my city. Please lift up your hands and say, I'm running. Last one. Last one. I'm out of time. Last one. So you got to internalize, then you have to visualize, then you got to, they shouting out there in the overflow, then you got to epitomize, look at this last one, you got to vocalize. A lot of times, here's what people say, you know, I was thinking, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I said to myself, can, can I tell you what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to open your mouth. This is why in church, when I'm preaching, when I'm teaching during prayer, I have you say so much. Hear me, it is not because I lack content. Me and that clock have been in a fight for years. 
It keeps going up when I'm not done. <laughs> it is because there's a spiritual principle. Look at the scripture. In 2 Corinthians 4, it says this. Since we have the same spirit of faith, <clears throat> according to what has been written, I believed, so I spoke. 915, this mic is going to leave my hand and hit everybody over in this right section. If y'all don't act like you heard. I had to internalize so that I could visualize, so I could epitomize. So watch me, so that I could vocalize. Because look what he says. So we believed and so we speak. But I can't speak what I don't first believe in the first place. Let's practice. Say God wants me to have an abundant life. Say, God wants me to do greater things than he did. Say, I'm a curse breaker, line crosser, boundary breaker, history maker. I'll be the first one in my bloodline to accomplish what I accomplish. Say, I vocalize what I visualize and I epitomize because I internalize. And every time I turn around, there he go blessing me again. Say, I speak blessing all this week. I speak blessing the rest of this year. Checks in the mail. Unexpected wire transfers. Unexpected debt cancellation. People that did me wrong are about to apologize. People that I've wronged, I'll apologize too. And my next 12, they're gonna be my best 12. And he's about, he's about to blow my mind. Put a praise on it, right? And he's about to blow your mind. And he's about to blow our mind, Harvest. Keys are about to be put into our hands. Doors are opening for us. Favor is finding us. Doors are opening for us. I believe so I spoke. I believe so I spoke. Say I'm 100% healthy. 100% healed. I believe so I spoke. You see what it says right there on the scripture? Look at this. He says so we have the same spirit of faith. According to what has been written, I believed, so I spoke it. But so why do you ever say so much? I'm just getting you to do the Bible. I just want to come to church and not say nothing. That's why you never see anything. You think he's going to change his protocol for you? No, no. I believe your relationships. Say all my relationships better. Somebody in here right now, there's a relationship that uh, you're, in, you're in this section. You're in this section, and that can include those that are in the overflow. You're over to my right. There's a relationship with your son. And God says, because of what you vocalized today. Watch me. He's coming to get it right with you. He's coming to get it right with you. While you're in church today vocalizing, God says, I snatched him up and I'm turning his heart. I snatched him up and I'm getting him away from that negative relationship. It was a voice that was poisoning him and I'm about to shut it down. Heads about eyes closed because I'm out of time. If you're in this building, you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or online. Or number three, like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure if that's you. On three, just throw that hand up. But you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Online, do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. In the building, you're going to raise your hand when I count to three. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I'm out of time, so I need you to respond and respond quickly. God's coming to get you today. You're in a safe place. Nobody here's going to judge you. Nobody here's going to look down on you. Nobody here's going to say, look at you. Mm -mm. Only thing we're going to do is say, we're so excited for you. One, two, Three. If that's you, hand up in this building. Hand up in this building. Online, do that hand with your emoji or say it's me. Do that hand with your emoji or say it's me. 
Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you, Lord, for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. If I fall, I visualize bouncing back. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, can I get you to text the word decision to 877-552-4746 if you just prayed that for the first time or scam that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.